This is Generation Justice. I'm your host, Hamara Kowaki. Generation Justice is a multimedia movement that trains youth to harness the power of media for social change. And I'm your co-host, Derek Toledo. Tonight, we are dedicating the hour to update y'all on our hashtag NMSpeaksCrisis campaign and a recap of our most recent event, a Night of Generation Justice Behavioral Health Town Hall. Generation Justice has spent the past year listening to the stories of those affected by the behavioral health crisis. We've interviewed over 60 people and produced 24 videos to raise awareness about the gaps in our behavioral health system. And together with 23 collaborators, we launched a hashtag NMSpeaksCrisis campaign. The campaign collected more than 2,200 signatures, representing 2,200 families in New Mexico. Their message was clear. New Mexico needs comprehensive, integrated, and culturally appropriate services. As a part of this ongoing work, the hashtag NMSpeaksCrisis collaborators, together with New Mexico PBS, recently hosted an important town hall event that brought together community, New Mexico's congressional delegations, state and local policymakers, and providers. Tonight, we'll hear a bit from the town hall, but before we begin the recap, let's start things with a passionate poem written by Hakeem Bellamy. The poem is titled Mad Love, and it was written especially for the hashtag NM Speaks Crisis Town Hall. Mad Love. When they call you mad, make eye contact. Smile directly into the mirror until the voices smile back. At least they speak when standing side by sidewalk with you. At least the voices pretend they see you. With two arms full of cardboard in all this corner, who's to say you aren't moving? And after you've checked all the boxes for mental help and come up empty, you realize that calling you crazy is society's way of giving up on one another, of blaming you for the way we treat you and blaming you for the way we don't treat you. An excuse, but not an apology, and never an admission of guilt. We are complicit in othering each other, complicit in undering each other. And the only thing that is crazy is pretending everything is fine when it's not. In a nation where a chemical imbalance requires medication, but disparity of wealth is an inalienable right, there's nothing more delusional than believing in an American dream that no longer believes in you and calls you crazy because you continue to talk and talk and talk about this behavioral health care system that doesn't exist. So when you religiously use bad words like redistribution of health, they call you Tourette. Treat you like a broken record of inconvenient truths because you know today's prisons are yesterday's asylums resurrected for the people our society is desperate to forget. Throw away the key, one legislative inaction at a time. Anyone who calls themselves a student of history is bound to be mad. Every cap and gown ought to come with a straight jacket on the inside. And when they call you a lunatic chemically imbalanced remind them that you are a child of the big bang that john the baptist was called a heretic before he was called a prophet that half the planet's population has been systematically dispossessed of 40 cents on every single dollar they've earned under the ruse of being irrational well, what is actually irrational is the chemical imbalance of the earth's atmosphere and magically there is no money nor political will to clean that man-made mess up either. So when they try to tell you that happy 
is the opposite of mad. Ask them, what about love? Isn't it a little bit of both? On March 23rd, Generation Justice, along with co-sponsors New Mexico PBS and the hashtag NMSpeaksCrisis collaborators, hosted a town hall discussion on New Mexico's behavioral health crisis. The town hall took place at the historic Chemo Theater, and nearly 200 New Mexicans joined to discuss how to fix the gaps in our state's behavioral health system. Joining us for this important conversation was Hope Alvarado, an inspiring youth leader formerly with Hogares. Hope shared her powerful story of losing services during the aftermath of fraud accusations. Hearing her story helped me understand why it is important for all New Mexicans to invest in the improvement of our behavioral health care system. We also had Patsy Romero of Easter Sales, El Mirador, who discussed the issue from the perspective of providers accused of fraud. Patsy shared with the audience that 563 cumulative years of behavioral health experience were lost because of the fraud accusations. It's just outrageous how we can lose that much experience and love in our community. It's really sad to think about the people who were left out in the cold because of this. New Mexico's congressional delegation also participated in the town hall. Senator Martin Heinrich, Congresswoman Michelle Lujan Grisham, and Congressman Ben Ray Lujan all sent representatives and messages. Tonight, we're sharing those messages with you. And we'll start off with U.S. Senator Martin Heinrich, who was represented by Ken Lucero. Thank you, and good evening, everyone. Just a real quick uh, personal thank you to all of you uh, before I read the remarks from the senator. When I'm not working for the senator, I have a position in Zia Pueblo. I'm actually from Zia Pueblo, enrolled in Zia, and, and have coach tea. But I have a position as a tribal sheriff in Zia Pueblo. And unfortunately, in my position, I, I see the worst of our community. Uh, there's too much alcohol too many drugs, uh, and too many children contemplating suicide. So I just want to thank all of you for the work that you do and for helping us to re reestablish the behavioral health system and for caring about my community and my people. So now I'm going to read a statement from, from Senator Heinrich. Thank you, Roberta Riel and Generation Justice for raising the voices of New Mexicans who desperately need more access to behavioral health treatment. New Mexico's behavioral health system was turned upside down overnight when the state unilaterally suspended Medicaid payments for vital mental health services. Nearly three years later, our behavioral health system is still struggling to meet the needs of New Mexicans. But there are two champions on the panel tonight who are working to strengthen our health care safety net, Senator Ortiz E. Pino and Commissioner Maggie Hart Stebbins, and I'd like to thank them for their attention to this important issue. <laughs> to prevent the sudden dismantling of mental health services from ever happening again, last week several members of the New Mexico delegation and I introduced the Medicaid Program Integrity Enhancement Act. Our bill establishes clear guidelines that ensure that state agencies investigating allegations of fraud do so in a manner that both protects health care consumers and affords due process of law to health care providers. <laughs> Investigating fraud and providing access to quality health care are not incompatible. 
This bill will ensure that both goals can be achieved simultaneously and that a manufactured crisis like the one communities in New Mexico are grappling with today never happens again. But let's make no mistake, even before the behavioral health shakeup, New Mexico communities were underserved, particularly in New Mexico's rural, tribal, and impoverished communities there has long been a severe lack of access to behavioral health services, proven treatments, and rehabilitation resources. Far too many New Mexico families have lost loved ones, and many more are struggling to find treatment and recovery resources. Last month, I convened a roundtable discussion in Rio Riba County to highlight ongoing efforts in the Española Valley to address the heroin and prescription opioid drug crisis in the state. The stories I heard reinforced that when provided with an opportunity to receive comprehensive treatment and rehabilitation, people who have suffered through the trials of addiction can turn their lives around and help their communities heal in the process. That's why I'm co-sponsoring the Comprehensive Addiction and Recovery Act, which provides a series of incentives and resources designated to encourage states and local communities to pursue a full array of proven strategies to combat addiction. This legislation passed in the Senate two weeks ago, and I'm continuing to fight to pass emergency funding legislation to provide $600 million in federal funding for drug prevention and treatment programs. I am also working to find permanent funding solutions to keep the NCI Detox Center in Gallup running. This is the only detox facility serving the population in the rural and remote part of New Mexico next to the Navajo Nation and Pueblo of Zuni. 25 people have died from alcohol-related exposure out in the cold in Gallup over the past two winters. Senator Tom Udall and I secured funding through the Indian Health Services to keep the center open through the end of March. However, the city of Gallup, McKinley County, the Navajo Nation, Indian Health Services, and the state must all work together to find a permanent way to keep the center open. All New Mexicans deserve comprehensive behavioral health services. We desperately need more detoxification centers, more transitional housing facilities, more outpatient services, and more behavioral health resources. Thank you again for raising the voices of New Mexicans. I will continue working on behalf of all New Mexicans to provide local communities with the tools and resources they need to tackle this crisis and, re and rebuild our behavioral health care system. Thank you. Senator Heinrich, thank you for your dedication to improve the lives of New Mexicans. All your efforts are greatly appreciated. It's important for state leaders to keep fighting to create positive change. Without them, so many people would be lost. Now we bring you some good musical vibes. Here is Rest of My Life by Soja. <laughs> Local policymakers joined us for the hashtag NM Speaks Crisis Town Hall. Senator Gerald Ortizi Pino, Representative Deborah Armstrong, and Commissioner Maggie Hart Stebbins all discussed accountability and ways to improve New Mexico's behavioral health system. 
thank you to our local policymakers for working to improving the lives of all New Mexico. We were also honored to be joined by Patricia Tucker and Sharon Pino of the Attorney General's Office. They discussed their role in the fraud investigations and clearing service providers who had been wrongly accused. Now we'll take a listen to Congresswoman Michelle Lujan Grisham's message for the town hall. I want to thank Generation Justice, not only for hosting this town hall, but also for your efforts to share the stories of New Mexicans who have been directly affected by this crisis. And make no mistake, this is a crisis, a crisis that has hurt real people who rely on the Medicaid program for life-saving care. Thank you also to New Mexico PBS for supporting this town hall. Almost three years ago, the Human Services Department, with the support of Governor Martinez, claimed that it had credible allegations of fraud and suspended Medicaid payments to 15 behavioral health providers. Now, this move wiped out the behavioral health system in a state where there were already significant provider shortages. I want to take a minute to talk about what that really means. That means if you're a person who struggles with schizophrenia but manages it effectively with regular treatment, that regular treatment stops and you go back to square one. It means that if you were someone who's been diagnosed as bipolar, who has finally found a trusted provider, someone who has brought some stability and comfort to your care plan, you no longer have access to that person. The loss of services is devastating and I've seen it firsthand. I have a constituent who typically calls my office every day. This week, he was particularly disturbed and called 40 to 50 times a day. He calls my office. He calls other members of the delegation, the mayor's office, and the chief of police. But from time to time, the calls stop. They stop because this person, who can be the most warm-hearted individual I know, is in jail. He has a mental illness and a substance abuse problem and can be belligerent when he feels threatened. So he sometimes has run-ins with local law enforcement and he ends up in jail because the system is failing him. He is not reserving the services he needs. Our jails and sometimes our emergency rooms have become the de facto behavioral health system in our state. Because when you don't have the infrastructure to care for individuals with behavioral health issues, that's where people end up. I'm appalled that people are being treated this way. But if you can believe it, it frankly gets worse. Last month, Attorney General Barreras completed his review of the allegations and found that there did not appear to be a pattern of fraud, that 13 of the 15 providers accused of fraud have now been cleared. And the people of New Mexico are left to wonder why. Why a whole state's behavioral health system was wiped out and a large population of vulnerable individuals left to fend for themselves. I think they deserve answers. I have been working with my colleagues in the congressional delegation pushing the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to exercise federal oversight and ensure accountability since the payment suspension was announced. We have sent multiple letters, made phone calls, held in-person meetings with officials at every level, at CMS and HHS and the White House, and I have to say I'm extremely disappointed by their lack of engagement. In fact, we sent another letter to CMS in February sharing the Attorney General's report asking that they conduct a federal investigation. And just this week, I met again with officials from the White House specifically about the issue. We're going to continue to push for accountability and work to make sure that this never happens again, not only in our state, but nowhere else in the country. I plan to introduce legislation that would ensure network adequacy and continuity of care in a state's Medicaid program. And I know my colleagues have legislation in the works as well. 
Now, I spent my career fighting for vulnerable New Mexicans, people who are voiceless in the political process. It would be easy to ignore them, as so many have done. But because they are too busy struggling to survive, to engage in the political process, it would be easy. But it's wrong. This is the most egregious abuse of power I have seen in my decades of government service. And I will not sit idly by while the most vulnerable among us suffer. We must have action. We must have accountability. Today's town hall is another step towards that accountability. Thank you for stepping up for your fellow New Mexicans. And thank you for the opportunity to add my voice to your discussion today. Congresswoman Lujan Grisham, we are so grateful that you are always highly invested in the improvement of our New Mexican community. Thank you for everything you do. Congresswoman Lujan Grisham really hammered the nail on the head on this one. She went straight at the problem and said she won't stand for it. I love her passion saying, I will not sit idly by while the most vulnerable among us suffer. We must have action. We must have accountability. Up next, we have two songs. The first is Lazarus, which was the last song ever produced by David Bowie. We honor his legacy tonight with this song. And after that, you'll hear The Charade by D'Angelo and The Vanguard. congressional message from the hashtag NMSpeaksCrisisTownHall comes from Congressman Ben Ray Lujan. Congressman Lujan was represented at the event by his district director, Jennifer Katachis. Let's take a listen. Thank you so much for having me tonight, and I'm sorry the congressman couldn't be here. In fact, he texted me from the airplane asking how it was going, but he wanted me to speak on his behalf. Dear friends, thank you for inviting me to join you this evening. I wish I could be with you in person, and I appreciate the opportunity to share a few words with you. Let me begin by thanking you for being a part of this effort to shine a light, a light on crisis in New Mexico's behavioral health system. To all of those who are sharing their story, thank you for your courage to talk about what in many cases are deeply personal issues so that together we can make a difference, rebuild our behavioral health system, and ensure that a crisis like this never happens again. Last week, I took to the House floor to call attention to what is sadly a manufactured crisis that did not need to occur, with one provider after the next being exonerated of the charges leveled against them by the state. It is clear that we need a federal investigation into this disruption of care that seemed to have no disregard for the people that it hurt. 
Last week, Senator Heinrich and I led an effort with the support of Senator Udall and Representative Lujan Grisham to introduce legislation to protect the people of New Mexico who rely on vital behavioral health services. The Medicaid Program Integrity Enhancement Act guarantees the due process that none of our behavioral health organizations were provided. Ensures there's a process in place that provides additional review while protecting access to services and continuity of care. Once again, thank you for your advocacy and for lending me your voice to this important effort to repair New Mexico's behavioral health system. I look forward to working with you to ensure that our friends and neighbors receive the care that they need. In addition to this, Bill is HR 4802. Call your friends, call your family, call your colleagues in other states, and have them encourage their representatives to co-sponsor this legislation so that another state never, ever, ever has to go through what New Mexico has gone through. Thank you. Congressman Lujan, thank you for your life's dedication to serve our New Mexican community and for advocating for an improved behavioral health care system. We are so grateful for everything you do. It is critical that this type of incident doesn't happen again. I'm so for Congressman Lujan pushing for change where change can actually be made. This is exactly what the land of enchantment needs. Up next on tonight's music playlist are Happy Song by Jimmy Shendo and Moiti and A Little Medley from A Tribe Called Quest. We have reached the end of tonight's program. Thank you all for joining us this evening. We'd like to thank New Mexico PBS and the Chemo Theater for hosting the hashtag NM Speaks Crisis Town Hall with Generation Justice. A big thank you to our congressional delegation for participating in this important event. Senator Martin Heinrich, represented by Ken Lucero. Congresswoman Michelle Lujan Grisham, represented by Mariana Padilla. And Congressman Ben Ray Lujan, represented by Jennifer Katechis. Thanks as well to the panelists and guest speakers. Hope Alvarado, Patsy Romero, Senator Jerry Ortiz Epino, Representative Deborah Armstrong. Commissioner Maggie Hart-Stebbins. Patricia Tucker, and Sharon Pino. A big shout-out to Fred Sandoval for moderating during the town hall, Roberta Real for her remarks, and Dutta Flying Earth and Emmett Yepa for their beautiful honor song. Big ups to our GJ youth and staff who held it down and made the night successful. We appreciate you. We'd also like to thank Kamaria Umi for engineering this evening's show. Production assistance came from Tamara Kalaki, Kateri Zuni, George Lina Pena, Christina Rodriguez, Paula Dinette Claw, Alden Bruce, 
Jennifer Lim and Roberta Royale. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all of our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and so much more. Our podcasts are also available on iTunes, so be sure to subscribe. We're also active on social media, so please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, Colin Alma Health Foundation, and of course all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. I'm Tamara Kalaki. And I'm Derek Toledo. Before we end the night, we leave you with more music styles upon styles upon styles. Good night.